All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dynamic Duo. We have a very special guest with us here today, and I'll let him introduce himself real quick. Hey, guys, my name is uh, John Collins. I'm a friend of our good, you know, and gracious host here, uh, uh, Zach. So uh, I'm actually a, a bigger fan of, of Marvel, but please don't hold that against me. Um, I do find a lot of the, the DCEU slash DCEU um, very interesting, and I actually enjoy a lot of their um, movies and such, so bear with me and uh you know i'm gonna try my best to try and keep up with zach here as he's he's more of a professional than i am when it comes to matters of uh the zach snyder cut but uh let's see what we can find out yep and uh so he's here with me today unfortunately my my regular co-host again could not make it for personal reasons so i got a special guest with us here today um so we're gonna get right into the snyder cut uh first of all i'd like to say that it's definitely not a perfect movie like it's not like it's you know, it still has its problems. It still has things that I wish could have been a little bit different. But overall, I felt like it was such a better movie compared to the original. And we kind of got robbed in 2017 because this movie, I felt like, could have could have competed against Marvel. And it would have came out before, like, the big Marvel movies like uh, Infinity War and Endgame, giving uh, DC a little bit of a edge because of the big team-up and, and the setup for the future. Yeah, a little bit from what you were telling me about it before we actually started uh, recording the show here um, and how it would have really, instead of splitting up the dichotomy of, of the the fandom of, of the different comic books, whether it would have been DC or Marvel, I love how, uh, you know, if they would have been able to release this cut, it would have actually given DC a foothold in that, that fandom world. Yeah, and I feel like... You know, they were setting up this world, and if you watch the Snyder Cut, it kind of gave you the opportunity to realize what he was really building to. Because a lot of people's complaints were they were rushing, they didn't feel like there was uh, character development, they felt like characters were out of place. But after watching the Snyder Cut, you know, we go from, for example, Man of Steel, a lot of people complained about Superman not being Superman. Because he was very um, dark and not knowing how to be Superman yet, not lighthearted. Where, and I feel like he was trying to re like make Superman human. And actually bring him to, like, what would Superman be if he was real? And then Batman vs. Superman, we get into, he's conflicted of, like, how do I be Superman? What's the, you know, what's the point of being Superman? And we bring in Batman, who had just had Robin die. And so he was very angry and aggressive because he everyone he's ever cared about has either died or or fallen to the, the dark, dark side, basically. Essentially, like... Uh, Harvey Dent turning to Two-Face. Harvey Dent was his best friend growing up, and now he watched him become a villain. Joker killed Robin. So he he just goes into this dark trauma, which is in the comics as well, and then he meets he meets this super-powered being and watches him destroy the city with Get Fighting Zod. So he's like, this guy's gonna... This guy could turn evil. What am I gonna do? Because he's really powerful. So that's why he ends up fighting Superman and being like, we have to get rid of him because of his rage and because of his knowledge of all of the things that happened to Gotham. And then he gets to the part where I know a lot of people make fun of this scene, but you know, he goes, Superman says, save Martha. And he says, why do you say that name? And in my opinion, that was brilliant. Cause even as a comic book fan, I had no idea that their moms had the same name. So it was kind of like a, Whoa, I never thought about that. And then that made, made Batman realize, Hey, Superman is human. He grew up human. He may be an alien, but he's still more human than, than I am sometimes. And that's where he gets into, you know, I have to I be friends with him. And then we, and well, I, at first I thought, hey, you know, killing Superman in, in Batman vs Superman was the wrong move because we hadn't gotten enough time with him. We had Man of Steel and then Batman vs Superman, boom, he's dead. 
after watching the Snyder Cut, I realized it's genius. Because obviously the most powerful being would be able to take on anybody if without without the help of the Justice League. So this, killing him, forced Batman to get the other beings together to build the Justice League to fight against other beings. And then, yes, they did bring him back, but they were trying to prepare for if they didn't have him. And now you have him and Batman's kind of the team leader, which is kind of a cool concept. So he was developing things and building things and people just didn't give him the credit or time. And the studio decided to step in and be like, hey, you can't do it this way. And in my opinion, that was their biggest flaw. Absolutely. And that, that basically led to the, the downfall of, of basically the, the market value of the DC or DCEU name um, overall. And, you know, as you were saying, I mean, it it kind of plays into the the going back to what you were saying about uh, with, with Bruce Wayne and, and, and basically every all the suffering that he had gone through and how mm-hmm. that basically led into him uh, becoming the, the, the leader of, of what now formed as the Justice League. It's interesting to look at because, I mean, that's is that I mean, that's what that's what makes a superhero. Mm-hmm. You, you had, you know, some sort of strange abilities plus suffering or some dramatic dark childhood past and yep and you know <laughs> you sprinkle in a little bit of uh, of hope and next thing you know you got a superhero right yeah yep. what, what it would, might become a super villain yeah um, yeah and uh w- with that i mean uh, we all know that death is never final in any yep. of these any of these comics slash fantasy yep. fantasy worlds so you get uh things like superman dying but we know yeah as fans we know that's not the, that's not the end yeah. Um. So it, it. I mean, going off of, I can just, I can feel the the vibrance, the the energy coming off of you when you when you talk about, um, you know how how great this Zack Snyder cut is, and how much you appreciate, you know, how great it would have been to have that cut back in 2017, where it actually would gained a foothold in in the fandom world. Well, and it's just because I grew up with these characters, and to see these characters come to life, and yes, they have their flaws. There are some aspects of Ben Affleck's Batman that I, you know, didn't care for, but. To see it come to life, he reminds me of the Batman animated series with his costume, his his fighting style, his his characteristics. Henry Cavill plays an amazing Superman, and I actually like his Superman more because that's that's real. It's it's not just I'm perfect, you know, and and I like that because it's seeing him conflicted because that's you know that's how I feel sometimes. And it's like now it's now that question of what would Superman do actually makes more sense in real life of. How do I balance it just like he does? Because that's he's always in turmoil with that. And Wonder Woman was just perfectly cast and well done. And you know, and uh, Aquaman, yeah. Well, and and Aquaman was awesomely cast because we finally get to see the 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 best version of him compared to you know the seventies kind of ruined his character's reputation because they made him really campy. Now we're getting back into Aquaman's a badass, and he's actually pretty cool. And he has more than just I talk to fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, and then we get into Flash and, you know, in in the 2017 Justice League, they tried to make him comic relief. They really heavily tried to push him as comic relief and it just killed the vibe for me. I was already on the fence with Ezra Miller because I do like Grant Gustin as well, but I, I respect that they're trying to cast someone else because I think it's actually genius that they're keeping their shows and movies separate because you can have both. So when you're not watching the movies, you can watch the shows. And Grant Gustin can focus on the shows because if he got into the movies, he'd they, be distracted. He'd be distracted. They wouldn't have enough time to get into the shows, and certain characters wouldn't be able to come to the show because they'd have to focus on we want this character in the movie. Absolutely. And so it was, you know, his this Flash in the, when it first came out just did not think nothing for me. 
I absolutely hate them. I do like how uh, you had brought up the, the, the fact about uh, Jason Momoa and how, you know, in he had the longest time uh, Aquaman had the reputation among all fans about how he was, oh, he was just a guy who talks to fish. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you can sm- swim really fast in water. Great. Cool. Yeah. But now you get Jason Momoa who, you know, got his big star up and coming with, you know, Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones yep. Yeah. And, and it just showed how st- not just strong, you know, physically, but like, uh, in the, the guttural tones of his voice and just yep. how he talks, how he acts, how he portrays himself. And he puts every bit of that emotion and, and skill uh, into uh, how he portrays himself as Aquaman in the in his new role, which is fantastic. Yeah. And then, like how you were saying with, uh, with, uh, <laughs> with the new Flash, I mean, I, I too am more of a fan of the CW Flash. Yep. I actually love it. Um, it's a little uh, dramatized, but yeah. Uh, that set aside, I mean, it's a nice change to the to the DC world because the whole yeah. you know roaming joke is that that DC is the darker of the two yeah. universes. However, um, which if you look at the comics and a lot of the cartoons is very true. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's they, that's kind of been their style, and I I think that that would have been a cool aspect to see with competing against Marvel because having the dark and having the light, you can choose both or you can have both. You know, you can. Go to Marvel to watch the more lighthearted stuff and still enjoy it and enjoy their story. And then, you know, you can go watch DC if you want the darker stuff and you can enjoy both. And I also felt like, to me, the reason I really gravitate towards these movies as well is they put a lot of comic book references and a lot of, like, comic book things in here. So if you've read comic books, you, you, you get a lot out of it, whereas Marvel doesn't do that as much. Or when they do, it's very snippets, and then they change and alter things. Mm-hmm. And I, you know how I am about that, and how yep. very opinionated I get about that. And and don't get me wrong, I I like Marvel, I do, and I, I I've been enjoying Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we'll get into next week. Um, but I just like the, I mean, you in Batman vs Superman, there's references to like Riddler, there's references like I said, the Joker killing Robin. Um, and because I've read those comic books, I know where Batman's at in the timeline. And I also think that that also helps because we don't need an origin story for Batman anymore. How many times do we have to watch his parents die? How many times do we have to watch him go train and become Batman? This was the first time we just jumped in. Hey, Batman's here. And I liked that. I liked that we could just jump in to this and just go. And, you know, when, when the first Justice League came out, I tried defending it. And then when I, and everybody kept denying the Snyder Cut was even a thing. Studio said didn't exist. Five years fans fought for this. Five years. Hashtag Snyder Cut. Hashtag Snyder Cut. Released the Snyder Cut. Raised money and donated to charities. And to see it actually come to life, even though it came too late, is still kind of an amazing, wonderful feeling. Because now I don't have to be like, hey, Justice League was was an okay movie. I can be like, "This this was awesome. And now, hopefully... You know, people are already trending with Restore the Snyderverse. Hopefully the studio will pick up on that and be like, okay, let's do this. Because if they just picked up from where they left off, they could use they could easily use the Flash movie to just reset it and go back to what, what they wanted to do or what he wanted to do and still do Robert Pattinson's Batman and have his stuff. So we can get the TV shows, we can get Robert Pattinson and anything else they want to do and still have the Snyder stuff. And that's the cool thing about DC is it's almost like we're getting comic books live where it's alternate Earths and we can, they can all coexist and all still technically be connected through the multiverse. 
Well, and what's beautiful about that is is not only are you making these connections as as a fan seeing this as the audience, but you know it also portrays what you you know expect to see if you were actually living in that universe. Because mm-hmm. as we've learned in the CW Flash and many other forms of the DC universe or uh, entertainment, um, they prove the existence of all these other worlds and all these other uh, universes or multiverse theory and such. So being able to experience that not just as an audience member but as like a third person in in the movie or the tv show itself which is great yeah and so you know i also think that this showed that three hours can be done and or four four hours yeah four hours four hours can be done and it can be done well and i think that more movies should gravitate maybe doing that sometimes because you know i i read a lot of comments where people are like oh of course it's going to be good it's got four hours well it takes a really good director to make a four-hour movie watchable because if it's not done right, you will get bored and you will not want to watch. Amen to that. And I, I kept my engaged. There was a, like I said, there was a few scenes I was like, this doesn't need to be in here. But I didn't feel like, hey, I don't want to watch more. I was like, I want to see more. And I think when you make a four-hour movie, you know, you you can do so much more, so much more, pack so much more into it, discuss so much more, more backstory. Whereas you limit yourself to two hours and you have to cut a bunch of stuff. I mean, you look at like the Amazing Spider-Man. That had they had to cut so much out of that, and some of those scenes, even uh, Andrew Garfield said they would have helped the movie because they were backstory and they were character development, and this this shows that if you don't do that and you allow allow some allow a director to do his vision, and he does it well, you're gonna get a good quality film, especially a time proved director such as Zack Snyder who who has who's yeah. proven his metal ten times over. Well, and it's it's the second time that they 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 messed with his film. In the DC stuff, and then he released the director's cut, and it's like, wow, this was so much better. So, at what point will the studio actually realize? Yeah, this is this is a guy we need to listen to. Yeah, yeah, and you know, everyone who's worked with him loves him. You you listen to any of the interviews with any of the actors, and they're like, yeah, Zach and his wife are amazing. Like, we love working with him. He knows his stuff, and. And anyone who says, oh, he doesn't know his stuff because he changes attributes of the characters. There are many different versions of the characters that he's adapting from. So, like I said, Batman is more gritty. And I actually like that, you know, people always say, well, Batman killed in these films. Okay, go back to the Dark Knight. He killed a bunch of people. He threw people off buildings. And, yeah, maybe he saved them with a rope. But you can't tell me that they're not going to bleed out or their their blood's not going to rush to their head and they're going to die. Uh, Michael Keaton's Batman killed. Just because they didn't show the blood doesn't mean that there weren't deaths off, off, off screen. Exactly. Yeah. And whereas this is just showing. And, and Dark I, Knight was a hit. Yeah. And, you know, Ben Affleck has to be more brutal because that's just his Batman. And also the thing that really, really kind of upset me is we get a glimpse of Deathstroke more again. Mm. And his costume is phenomenal. And I love it. Well, and he's a key player yeah. in, in the entire DC universe. So. Yeah, and we were going to get, the next film was going to be Batman with Deathstroke versus Batman. And that got canceled because the studio got so involved that Ben Affleck felt pressured and mm-hmm. got resorted to drinking and had to go to rehab for it. Yeah. And can I just, like, the, the fight sequence between those two would have been so freaking good it would have been epic it would have been epic they they said zach or uh, ben affleck and the guy who plays deathstroke i don't remember his name both talked that they were inspired by the trailer for batman arkham origins if you watch the trailer when deathstroke and him fight that fight scene so good so good and i just to see that would be on live action especially after watching um ben affleck take down all those guys in that warehouse 
I was like, this this is the first time we're getting to see Batman like murk people straight up. That fight sequence was so good, so clean, so Batman. Every other Batman we've gotten has been kind of clunky when they fight. Uh, you know, because of their suit and because of the choreography. And I just felt like, again, this was this was ripped from the pages of the comic books as Batman. And reminding me of Kevin Conroy. Like if Kevin Conroy voiced his Batman, that's who I would that's who I'd be. Um and then you know we get into Cyborg. And Cyborg, a lot of people know him as a Teen Titan, but in the New Fifty Two they made him a Justice League member. And in the original film, he was just kind of there. He just kind of popped out yeah. of nowhere, and we didn't really get much you about him. a little bit of his backstory as a high school football player and whatnot. And, and yeah. after that, you don't really see much of him. Yeah, and in this one, they really dived into it. They really got in. His dad was a key player in this film. His dad was actually, like, it mattered in this film. And had, his dad is the one who, who signed him on for the cybernetic pro- program, right? Uh, so in this, he ends up getting an accident, and then he, like, was going to die. And his dad uses one of the mother boxes to bring him back to life causing him to become cyborg gotcha and and so his dad is yeah and so his dad didn't go to any of his football games and so he got upset they got into a car crash his mom died uh he becomes cyborg and he kind of has this regret towards his dad but his dad becomes a key player um and cyborg was more likable because again he also got made into comic relief they kind of tried to make him into a teen titan style cyborg in the original and that's just not this cyborg that we were supposed to get because New 52 is not a Teen Titan cyborg. No, it does have to be uh, specified which Teen Titan because you have the, the newer, uh, younger cartoon version of the Teen Titans, which in my opinion is just it's or, garbage. Or, what is it called? Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go. Go. It's, yeah. it's trash. Now, that one as a comic relief character, I would just throw in the garbage and never look I'm, at it again. I'm talking like the original Teen Titans, like Beast Boy and Cyborg. The good, the yeah. good Teen Titans. Now, having him as a comic relief character uh, in that sense of, of that type of Teen Titan character, I don't see how that would be terrible, but it, I wouldn't have that portray his entire character throughout the film. It just didn't fit. It didn't fit the film. Mm-hmm. It, did, it didn't fit the film for the original, and it wouldn't have fit the film for Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder was trying to build a more serious, grounded, New 52-style Justice League. There wasn't much room for, for comedy relief. Yeah, and the comic, the thing I like about DC is they don't force comedy. There were plenty of funny scenes where I was like, hey, that's funny, but it wasn't like in my face. It wasn't like they wrote a joke that was like, where did that come from? Mm. It was just there, and it was and it was well written. Um, and the other thing is the Flash. Like, so we talked a little bit about him, but he had like no part in the original. In the original, he was heavy comic relief. He was awkward. I mean, there's that sequence where like Wonder Woman's falling down, and he goes and touches the sword, and then he falls on top of her. And I yeah. felt like that was just awkward. It, it was, was it was a slap in the face to all all people who are who are the Flash fans. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and it kind of was kind of sexist against Wonder Woman as well because Absolutely. of the, because of that whole thing that wasn't in there that didn't happen and that that I was like this is clean this is like this makes sense and also when whenever they had a shot with Wonder Woman it was from above her not from below her you know from her waist and I felt like they just he he treated her more respectful in that sense and the Flash started having more like importance because um like like I said at the end you know. Everybody basically dies, and he's the only one left, and he vibrates and lets the explosion go through him, phase shifting, which was a really cool thing to see, because it's like, oh my god, we get to see him phase shift, and then he like had talked about how he never wants to go faster than the speed of light early in the film, because he's afraid to, and then he's just like, gotta do it, gotta do it one more time, 
Got Everyone it. said, I gotta save you, him. I got I gotta I gotta go back. Come on, Barry. Make your own destiny. And then to see him like and as he's running, like the world is regenerating around him because he's going back in time. It was so freaking cool to see him actually have a major part. Cause in, in the original, that sequence wasn't in there. And instead of doing that, he was off saving some Russian family. That made no sense to be there because they're in the Chernobyl area. So it's like, where why is this family even here? Because this is a radioactive area. Also, why did they? Why did he pick Russia? And that was explained in this. He picked Russia because the uh, mother boxes actually feed off the toxic energy, so off the toxic uh, or like the nuclear energy that's still there. The residual, yeah. Yeah, feeds off it, which actually made it go away. Which is why when they go there, they don't have to deal with the radiation because it's all being fed into the mother boxes, and that made sense. I was like, you just built a base, makes sense. Why you picked there? Cool, I like that. Um, let's talk about Steppenwolf too, because. In the original, like I said earlier before this podcast started, in the original, he was just kind of like, I'm the bad guy. I'm here. I'm going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And he was poorly CGI'd, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. And he just was a generic villain. It, he, was, it was definitely like potato CGI, and he was just there. Like, no backstory, no no legitimate plot behind mm-hmm. it. He just showed up, and I was like, you're all going to die. Yep, yep. And it's just a generic villain, and it was kind of, you know, lame. And then, so we get into this, and I like the new design. I like the, the design he picked, you know, especially because they're going for that darker tone. And I, I liked the scarier tone. He was kind of intimidating and scary, in my opinion. And then we get into the reason he's actually on Earth is because he got banned from Apocalypse, which is his home world, where Darkseid is. And he has to bring 52,000 planets destroyed before he can come back as his redemption because he tried to betray Darkseid. And so you get into, like, he's there because he wants to go home, and he just wants to please Darkseid. And then they bring in Darkseid. And, oh, my God, Darkseid, yes. I'm mad that we may never, because if they never actually do it, we may never get to see him, like, fight the Justice League. Because his voice alone is so important, and the guy that they had voice him, so good. I was so pumped. And to see, like, the Mega Beams... And just all the stuff, I was just like, yes, I am excited for this. Come on, bring it on. Give me more. Um, and I have a feeling they're going to because like, even the actors are like, hey, I want to do more. Like, let's keep going. And But to see him come to life as well and be kind of like the Thanos of, of DC was just so awestruck. Like, I was just not prepared like i was kind of i knew he was going to be there because i i i've done all the research on the snyder cut before it even came out i knew he was going to be there but i was not prepared for what i saw so let me ask you this as uh you know you're the more uh knowledge struck person when it comes to the dc universe or dc comic universe or entertainment whatever Mm -hmm. have you um now me as a marvel fan or uh, mcu fan Mm -hmm. more more specifically um Something I always loved is, is the interconnectability that they had between all the individual films or film series, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be Captain America or um, now with Doctor Strange and moving into, you know, their new phase um, and all that kind of stuff. The, the trials and tribulations that they go through as superheroes in their own movies mm-hmm. and how it interconnects into the entirety of of their culmination event, i.e. Infinity War and then Endgame. Yep. Do you see much of that in the DC universe? And and if you do, like, how, I, how come it hasn't been get, getting getting an, an, uh, as much light? Well, first of all, it's because they didn't get to do the way they wanted to do. When when so, for example, 
uh, like I said in the beginning, Superman in the first film wasn't the perfect Superman we know. He was still very like raw, still very like, how do I be Superman? Batman vs. Superman, we see him kind of trying to figure it out and balance it and still not know how to do it. And we see Batman aggressive and angry. And then we get to Justice League and his, if you went go based on, on just the Snyder Cut, Superman coming back is him being reborn as the more lighthearted Superman that we now know because now he's figured out this is who I want to be. Batman's brought back into the light and brought back into like, hey, I'm not, you know, there is still hope. We can still be heroes. And Wonder Woman has been developed into she can trust people again and be, you know, with friends again because she didn't have that trust because after Wonder Woman, after Steve Trevor, you know, dying, she was like, I don't want to be Steven. Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. My bad. And that's all right. <laughs> but uh, so we get into, you know, she finally trusts. And then we haven't got to see what they were going to do with Flash yet or Cyborg because we haven't gotten into those next films. But they all got brought, brought together and had to kind of balance the team together. And then also Aquaman, you know, with if they'd gone with the Snyder Cut and then you go into Aquaman's movie, you see him kind of – he didn't want to be – Aquaman he didn't want to be he just wanted to be regular he didn't care and you see him kind of grow into now I am Aquaman and I I need to take responsibility so I think the reason that that you don't see that is because a fans didn't even give it a chance they they shot it down because they're so used to the Marvel formula that they shot it down before it could happen and then b the studio stepped in and decimated 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 what his vision was as well as you know uh, Marvel took took their time and built everything slowly, whereas DC wanted to j- jump right in. And I think it was a smart idea because that's kind of what happens in the comic books. They don't like just be like, hey, we're going to form a team. They kind of just get thrown together. Hey, we're a team for this fight. And then they're like, huh, we're going to go our separate ways. And then they realize, no, we should come back together as a, as a team. And that's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that, you know, the characters are so mainstream. Most people know who like Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman are at least that they could just jump in and it would have worked had they just kept going compared to Marvel having to, cause a lot of people, if you hadn't read comic books, most, I mean, Iron Man was listed as a B list character before the Iron Man movie. And then he just took off. And then he took off. Yeah. Thanks to Robert Downey Jr. in the first Iron Man, you know, and you know, the guardians of the galaxy, nobody, unless you read a comic book, most people had never heard of the guardians of the galaxy. They took off. Ant-Man was kind of a, again, B-list care. C-list even. Yeah. Yeah. And so they had to do the slower build because some of these characters weren't well known. Whereas DC can just jump right in because, you know, we've had Superman. Like, Superman. Like you've said with the yeah. whole Batman thing, they don't even need to go into his origin story. Right? Yeah. It's been hit over so many times over again. Everyone knows who Batman is. Yeah. Everyone knows who Superman is. Wonder Woman, yeah, everyone knows. Yeah, it, it's the Flash and, and Cyborg for sure that you might have to go into a little bit more, but you can, and you can do that by introducing them in this and then go into their stuff like they were going to. Well, and there's so much to hit on anyways. They have such a rich backstory, mm-hmm. such a rich history. I mean, there's so much that they can actually you know play on, portray off of, yeah. com- continue on, add yeah. on to. And I also think that the other thing is you have to think that DC has been heavy animated. So a lot of people know about them because they have so much animation, whereas Marvel didn't have a lot of animation. They had like the X-Men and Spider-Man and maybe the Avengers uh, Earth Magic Heroes. But the only two ones that I think is are mainstream are like the X-Men series from the, from the, from the 90s or 70s 
and the Spider-Man series. And those were like fan favorites and everybody knows who those characters are. Everyone else is kind of, unless except for Hulk and Captain America, were kind of unknown characters or B-list Thor. characters. Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, that's where they they had to take the time and build stuff. And they did a really good job, you know, And in my opinion, before Disney bought them. And I think after Disney bought them is where I start to go downhill a little bit. Right. Um, I mean, and I don't blame you there either. <laughs> but, and I think, you know. The mouse needs to be, you know, that needs to know when to stop. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, and it's just like this movie was just so fun to see and i like i said i like four-hour movies so i was excited for like a four-hour justice league i was like yes let's well, go you know if they actually you know promote themselves as a four-hour long movie you know it's going to be as good as peter jackson's yeah. uh, uh lord of the rings you know the extended cut you yeah know? if it's it's a four if it's it comes out as four hours long you know it's got to be good uh, okay hold on i got i'm gonna read one of the questions here sure um so we got a question from Chad Simmons, and it is, uh, so doesn't has seen all the Marvel films, but I don't know about DC films. She's, and he has a girly girl, but also loves to watch Bugs and Animals. Which DC films should she try? Okay, so DC films that you should you should try is definitely Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was a, a, a fantastic movie, especially for for girls because it was like. You know, empowering without being in your face about it. And uh, I would say Man of Steel, because Man of Steel was kind of a great, like... It was a wholesome movie. Yeah. 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 Um, So, the other thing I think about this film is there were some scenes that kind of undercut the film. So, Martian Manhunter, he... Now, is that just the the commonplace name for John Jones? Yeah, that's his, like, superhero name, yeah. Gotcha, okay. Um... So he was the general uh, from the military, which I knew way ahead of time because, again, I'd done research and was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And he kind of I think the reason he doesn't ever come out until like the very end and says, hey, I'll get you next time kind of is because he's still unsure because from his planet. And he's like, I've been pretending to be this human. I'm going to and I'm also the general of the military. So if I come out and not be the general of the military, the military is going to struggle type thing so he kind of had responsibility the military and didn't want to come out but the way they introduced him i didn't think about this until after and i read a comment on it first time you find out he's even in the film is lois lane is kind of sulking in her in her apartment and uh martha superman's mom comes in and is like lois you need to get back out there you need to you know you need to you know get up and get off your feet keep going and then she leaves and as she closes the door Martian Manhunter is turned turns out of her like he shapeshifts back into Martian or into the general instead of being Martha. And in my opinion, I read a comment where it was like that kind of undercuts the whole motherly like love like thing. And I felt like that was kind of true. Like it it it, it wasn't the right way to introduce him, in my opinion. It, it was it undercut the, the, the feeling was, of the more, moment. It was more of a, a deceptive act rather than a motherly love act, which is something I think. Uh, was a very pivotal moment for for introducing that character. Yeah, well, and it would have been a more pivotal moment for Lois and Martha to have that bonding moment, especially after him dying. And instead, it just kind of got thrown away with Martian Manhunter pretending to be her. Yep. Uh, And getting in also with that, also, I felt like this film really portrayed and did a good job of making you feel like you missed Superman. Because 
previously they killed him justice league happened they bring him back and it was like we had no time to mourn we had no time to feel the loss of superman we had there was he was kind of like yeah I, I agree it felt rushed in this film the first like half the film you just you see all the people like with signs saying like we miss you superman or and and it was like wow that that actually had an impact on me i felt like you know i could see why people were mourning superman and and to feel him you know not be there was kind of heavy as opposed to the marvel universe where you have tony stark die and yeah. you have an entire movie yeah you have you have spider-man uh far away from home or whatever it's yeah. called an entire movie devoted to him being gone yeah and you also have like all the build-up of him and, and, and like him being the foundation of the marvel universe to him being gone it was like oh my god heartbreaking moment and so th that was kind of nice to see too of like hey this actually i actually this makes sense now it makes sense why uh he's him being gone mattered to people it didn't feel like that in the first film uh as well as you know this film just it had so many well-pieced things you know and i felt so bad like watching him like i can't imagine being some of the actors who didn't even make the cut like i said dark side wasn't even in the original that actor knew he filmed those scenes knew he was in it and didn't get to be a part of it uh iris west she was in a little bit of it gone crucial character yeah and they, they're gonna develop her for sure later because he obviously he just met her they haven't actually like talked yet he saved her life but uh just gone didn't exist jk simmons just barely in the film you know as, as commissioner gordon he actually had more of a role he had more of a play even like i said cyborg's dad just kind of kicked aside and i feel like that sucks also what's crazy is that you know, this isn't even the full film because he had another hour of footage he wanted to put in there and the studio still stepped in and said, no, you can't do it because they didn't want certain things in there. For example, uh, uh, Green Lantern. Green Lan he had plans and he filmed scenes with a guy to play Jon Stewart as Green Lantern and was going to make an appearance with Martian Manhunter. Would have been so freaking cool. I think that's a big mistake on, on, on the studio's part because... Especially the fact that you chose Jon Stewart as the Green Lantern. He would have been the perfect Green Lantern to bring in. I love his Green Lantern. I love like his elements. I love Hal Jordan, and I think I want to see him too. But Jon Stewart would have been, with everything going on, perfect way to kind of still keep going and be relevant. And his character could have been a strong character. Uh, and I feel bad for the actor, because he went on and tweeted, like, yeah, I filmed scenes and everything, but I didn't. they didn't let me be in there. And then there's the whole sequence with Batman finding the parademon nest and investigating. That would have been awesome because that's Batman. And it would have been nice to see him kick kick some butt in against parademons. As well as, you know, Superman not having the beard in the, the mullet, like the comics. <laughs> it's it's funny, but like that's what happens when, you know, he first when he first uh comes back is he grows a beard and, and a mullet and they were gonna do it and the studio said no. And I'm I'm just like come on. So I, what I think when I'm when I'm getting off of you is is, uh, and not just you, but actually, uh, hundreds of, of different fans that I that I've heard from, uh, in various different uh, uh, chat groups or fan groups or, uh, reactions to to the the film mm -hmm. that I watched before we're actually coming in over to this uh this little TED talk that we're having here, mm -hmm. um, is that the studio needs to get their nose out of the business. And and quit worrying about how because they're ruining the the the, the production value. Yeah. And, and when they ruin the production value, they're only ruining their own um, uh, income. Yeah. And they just need to let him do his thing. I mean, we could have a really cool 
DC things happen. It's just they're not they're they're holding them back. And I think it's because they're they're trying so hard. They're like, we want to compete with Marvel, that it's like stop competing with Marvel, do your own thing, let them build this universe, and let's see where it goes. And yes, it's dark, but I think that's cool because if you read any of the comic books or watching the cartoons, they had a lot of really mature themes. They talked about real issues, they dealt with real things compared compared to Marvel didn't do that as much except for like x-men did because that was built for that um but dc like talked about like drug abuse in the comic books you know they talked about death a lot they talked about all different things and you know if the studio would stop kicking themselves in the ass and just let them and let them let the directors do it i think we could see a comeback for dc especially if they let Zack snyder continue from here well and god willing too i mean you know the you have people who are involved in the process, like Zack Snyder, or like the the countless actors involved, who are not not just willing, but are are driven and passionate about you know bringing this entire universe into the light and 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 showing everyone the how grand it could actually be. And you get nothing but pushback from yeah. uh, from Warner Brothers on how to. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but you know, I, Warner Brothers, yeah, Warner Brothers screwing everything up basically for everyone else, and it's uh, it's ruining their their own profits in the end, and it's it's ruining ruining the dreams of of all the DC fans. It really is, especially because you know, you know, we get to see a lot of this Marvel stuff be fleshed out and come to life, and DC just kind of we keep getting reboots, we keep getting new things, and you keep getting you know, and I just I want something like especially because. You know, like I said, the Dark Knight was Dark Knight trilogy, great film, great series. It wasn't Batman. It was like a it, what if Batman were real, real life type thing and and like not comic book accurate. This was like the comic books are coming to life, and I just I'm so I'm so excited for that stuff because you know how much I love DC. I mean, everyone can tell by the shirt I'm wearing, the posters I'm wearing. You guys haven't even seen half the stuff I have for DC, or really understand how much I really talk about this stuff i've annoyed people tooth and nail growing up talking about this stuff i mean you know he's worked with me and we'd have conversations in our in our car rides to where we were going for like an hour about this stuff and like he said you know i'm the more i'm more dived into it so i would kind of teach him a little bit and he would teach me about marvel stuff that i didn't know and it was just it's really fun to do and i just think that it's sad that you know we don't get to see it come to life in movie form. And like I said, especially like the choreography for the fight sequences are awesome. The suits are awesome. The cast generally is awesome. Uh, and, they, and they all love what they're doing. Henry Cavill is a huge nerd, loves Superman. He was playing uh, World of Warcraft when he got the call and didn't actually answer the call because he was so developed into this geek stuff. That That's hilarious to me. Like that just proves that he's... You know, he's the man to be Superman. Um, and I think it's just really sad to see, you know, see it happen this way. And that they have to keep releasing, you know, they keep having to release an, a director's cut. They keep having to be like, oh, yeah, well, here's this version of it. Instead of just releasing it as is. So all you DC fans at home, let's make sure you like, subscribe, and uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, put the power to the metal, uh, or sorry, pedal to the metal and po uh, power to the people when it comes to, uh, you know, getting Warner to listen to the fans. I mean, I, I've, I've heard this not just from, you know, Zach countless of times, but also um, from, from all the DC fans uh, from around the world that 
they the 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 studio really just needs to li- listen to the fans. They know how yeah. how how to produce these types of films, and they know what they want. And we're willing to pay for it. Like we're willing. I was willing to buy HBO Max to watch this film. I would be willing to keep my HBO Max subscription to see more DC stuff because I know they're partnering with with them now, and I would be gladly and i will go to every single like dc film i love like i don't care if it's elseworld i don't care if it's Snyder. i want both i want both i want to see robert pattison play his trilogy out i want to see the snyderverse continue i want i want it all you and thousands of others really and i mean yeah keep hashtagging restore the snyderverse keep doing that out because i think that's what won us out with the with the snyder cut you know we did it for five years and people told us we were stupid and said that, all oh, it doesn't exist, and that it's a trash movie. And this movie was a laugh in the face of all the people that said, oh, it's a trash movie, it's the same movie. Because it really wasn't. It had the same elements, but it was not the same tone, it was not the same structure, and it was definitely better. And again, like I said, it's not a perfect movie. There's some scenes, there's like a scene where Aquaman goes into the river, and there's a woman who starts throat singing. And I was like, what is, what is this? Why is this here? But, you know, all films have their flaws. There is no perfect film. Every film has something like that you can nitpick about it. And I think that people need to back off a little bit and just enjoy these, you know, and look at them for what they are. As long as the fans are getting what what they deserve. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the whole point of making a film in the first place is to, is yeah. to you know, bring a, a, a video and, and audio, you know, together Um you know, yeah. taking what you what you love about the the comic books and and the lore and all these stories that you heard of as a co- as a as a kid, you know, and and bringing it to life on the on the big screen. Well, and it's just so cool that he's adapting from different comic books. Like he's definitely adapting from Justice Gods Among Us. He's hinted at that so many times with those nightmare sequences, and I you know I love that storyline. I think it's so cool, and there's so many different things they can do with it, and to see. You know where they're going and and how they're connecting everything. For example, in Batman vs Superman, um, that Batman has that sequence where he like passes out and then the Flash appears and is like, "Lois is the key." With the Snyder cut, you see the sequence of like in the future where the Flash has got the suit that he went back in time with. So they do connect everything. It's just you know matter of when do they get to actually reveal it. And I think, um, you know, the darker tones of the film. I think that's also a genius play because I think that uh, in the world today, we're so caught up in being happy sometimes and being about go, you know, you have, you can't be sad, can't be mad. You have to like, we want to escape with happy films that we're actually depressing ourselves because we're not acknowledging some what of those things. Have, yeah. And so when you get the darker films, you sometimes acknowledge reality a little bit and grow from it. And I like that. And I think, again, that's why I think both can exist. You know, you can go watch Marvel and be like, hey, I like the tappy tones. And they're starting to dive into some stuff. And yes, Endgame was not was not necessarily, like, happy, right? And neither was, neither was Infinity War. But it still wasn't as dark as it could have been, especially based off the comic books. Well, and especially given what preceded in those films. I mean, mm-hmm. it, those were very depressing events and yet they still managed to make some light out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the the studios and producers and, and whatnot that they were working with were willing to work with the fans. Yeah. They listened to the needs of the fans. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what needs to happen with the DC universe. Yeah. Well, and I, I also think that DC's villains are way 
more intense, in my opinion. Absolutely. Like, like Thanos in the comic books, he's so much scarier, so much more intense. And they made him kind of, you know, not as intense. Whereas when we saw Darkseid, I knew instantly, I'm like, yep, they're going all out. And I was excited because I'm like, he literally is just pure evil. He doesn't care. He just wants to kill everyone and he wants to control everybody. That's his thing. And they were willing to go that dark with him. And I'm, ex- I was, again, I was ecstatic with that because that's his character. They weren't altering his character. They weren't like, hey, let's make him, you know, crack jokes or he wants to save half the pot or he wants to save the universe by getting rid of half the population. And, and I just, I felt like, you know, I felt like I was actually terrified of him and I felt like he was a genuine vin- villain and I was ready to see him go toe to toe with everyone. Well, and what a fight that would have been. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially, I would love to see if they brought the Omega Beam sequence where like nobody else can dodge it and then Batman does because he uses like his agility to jump out of the way at the last second so it hits somebody, something else. And then Darkseid's like, nobody's ever, nobody's ever dodged my Omega Beams. Interesting. And even the Flash couldn't do it because he's like running and it still hits him. That would have been so cool to see. Um, the one thing I didn't like about this Batman in, in this though is in the comic books, Batman does go toe-to-toe with some of the biggest, baddest uh, characters. And I felt like they kind of sidelined him a little bit because they, you know, they wanted uh, Superman to kind of come in. And at the end, he was kind of sidelined, taking on lesser people. And he did use an alien gun. And I did feel like, you know, that was kind of inexcusable to me. That was like, that's not, that's a little bit out of Batman's character. It's out of Batman's character to use an alien gun? Yes, because he doesn't like guns. He doesn't use guns. All right. Him killing aliens, that's not out of his character because, again, they're aliens like, and it's different. But him using the gun was a little bit just like, all right, it's not so far out of character, but it's a little, you know, Batman doesn't use guns. Why Why is this here? I mean, I feel like Batman probably wouldn't have used guns against, you know, a standard foe. Yeah. You know, that, that he feels as well within his, his realm of, of power to control. However, when he's facing these monster aliens from, you know, from outer space, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a whole other thing entirely. So, I mean, using a, an alien gun, I don't know if that's well, and too th- terrible. Of a... And that's why I'm, like, willing to let it go. Like, it's not like a, it's not like a, oh, my God, I hate this film now because he's out of character. It's just, a, like, a little nitpick of, hey, that felt a little out of character, just a bit, but I'll, I'll let it go. Um, and I just, you know, I love the costumes in these films. I feel like DC is really amazing with their costumes. They, they definitely put a lot of effort into it. Oh, it's so it's so awesome. Especially like Batman's costume, just like I said, it screams Batman animated series. And also Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, which is cool. Um and it's interesting to see the different inspirations. And I, I I'm excited for the Flashpoint movie cuz they're still doing that. So we'll see where that goes and like I said, maybe they'll use it to reboot and continue everything. Uh but, you know, We'll see. And I really hope they bring in um, Reverse Flash because they've kind of been setting that up with his dad. His dad was more in a role too because his dad was in prison and he vis- he visits his dad more. I don't know if you remember, but in the original, like he visits the prison and he like does that weird smiley face in the ball guy. That wasn't in there. And I feel like that, I'm like, yes, that didn't need to be in there. It was awkward. There's definitely a lot of uh, the, the Flash world, or sorry, well, the Flash universe, I guess I could even say. Yeah. That they could bring into the DC uh, DCEU, yeah. um, that could be a great benefit, huge benefit. Well, and just imagine what they could do with his powers, with the high budget, the things that we could see, because he is the most powerful superhero. 
Well, and you know how they came out with uh, the new – they came out with Suicide Squad. And yeah. that was, I mean, let's be honest, a flop. Again, I mean, and that was also the studio stepping in. That was also the su- studio stepping in, but still. Yeah. And then, even with that being a flop, they decided to come out with Birds of Prey. Oh, and that was that was horrible, too. And But they did it anyways. Yeah. So, let's cut the crap. Yeah. Let, let's quit – Let's quit bringing out these crappy movies time after time after time, and let's just skip to the the good stuff that you know there's already a fan following for, i.e. The Flash. Let's do a cinematic following for The Flash that'll tie into the DCEU. I do think that the the fans did have an initial, like, cause of the studio stepping in, because Man of Steel wasn't really well-received when it came out, and I think part of that was fans were expecting the... Again, perfect Superman, which is ironic because they had made Superman Returns and everyone was like, this Superman's too campy, this Superman's too... And then to go and they reversed that and then it was like, big up your minds. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was partially... And then also Batman vs. Superman, you know, got heavily criticized. Again, also because it got... There's a lot of stuff that got cut that did not... That needed to be in there and when it got released. If you watch the Ultimate Edition, it it makes sense. There's still some flaws in it, obviously. Um, And then... They just kept going, and they just kept, they just didn't know when to let, the, you know, and then the fans just did not react well, and they and they started blaming Zack Snyder, and you know, and then there's fans who don't like his his style, and I think that's part of the problem too, is people aren't realizing he has a specific style, and you know, I like his style, I think it's interesting, and I would like to see where he goes, and you know, it's to each their own. Um, as well as Marvel was kind of really huge when they started doing this DC stuff because they'd been, I think they were like several movies in, you know, they had Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Captain America, Winter Soldier, uh, and whatever else already in. So people were already kind of behind Marvel and DC was like just starting and, you know, you get into, it's like Xbox and PlayStation type thing, you know, you get into that competition and sometimes one side gets more love than other. When I heard you say it earlier, and I, I think I, I would like to reiterate it, where you said, let's forget about the competition. Mm-hmm. Let's forget about trying to match ourselves with you know Marvel. Mm-hmm. And let's just focus on making the best thing that we can make. Yep. And that couldn't ring more true. Let's be honest. That could yeah. not ring more true. Yeah, especially with DC. Because like, if you compare, if they could... Whoever whoever runs their animated stuff, if they could somehow be in charge, they would they would go so far with their live action. Well, because you know that the studio, I mean, the studio is just out to make a profit. They are not actual fans. You yep. can tell they're not they're not that they're yep. not fans because they're making all these changes that fans would not make. Well, and you know, going back to Suicide Squad, it he has a director's cut as well, and he said, and and his his cut. The villain was was not Enchantress. Oh, thank God! It was not Enchantress. There was a whole other. It was Joker. Joker was going to be the main villain, and he had phenomenal. He was going to have way more sequences, and they said they filmed enough for him to almost have his own movie. And then you have like a little bit of uh, the, the, I mean the, the dramatic effects between Joker and well yeah, Harley, Harley, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn yeah. yeah, and I felt like we didn't get enough of him to really judge him. Obviously, he was a little awkward as Joker. Um, but we didn't get enough of him to really judge him. And to see him in the Snyder Cut, it was like, yeah, I could get behind this if we got actually more. Just the little interaction with him and Batman was like, yeah, they're, they're foils. That, that, that's their relationship. Where do you find these uh, director's cuts for things like uh, Suicide Squad? Um, so they have never released it. 
And it's one of the things that the director is now coming out since Zack Snyder got out. He's saying, guys, let's do it. Like, I want to do it too. But the studio is still saying no. So now everybody's hashtagging hashtag whatever his name is for the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, HBO Max is where you find the uh, Snyder Cut right now. And a lot of DC films are going to be coming over to HBO Max. So that's kind of where everything is going to be going. Anything DC will be switching over to that eventually uh, over time. So if you don't already have an HBO Max uh, account, go ahead and uh, you know subscribe for one of those right away because yeah. you know a lot of good things coming. We've already had a lot of uh, Marvel pushed out over the years, and now yep. I think it's DC's turn at the bat. So well, and so the next the next step for them is the Flash movie, the Black Adam movie. Um, we're getting an, a Green Lantern series on HBO Max. Um, and How I'm does a... Ryan Reynolds feel about that. <sighs> you know, <laughs> he. I he was he was good for what they were trying to do, but he was not Hal Jordan. He was Deadpool. He's always gonna be Deadpool. He is a very Deadpool guy. And and you know Hal Jordan is a little more serious. He's cocky, but he's still serious. And I just Ryan Reynolds didn't portray that. He portrayed the goofy like, and you know he did a good job. But that that was also, you know that was partially the script wasn't done when he signed on, and they CGI was just garbage for that movie. And he can't, he couldn't, I mean, they CGI'd the suit. Who CGI's the whole suit? <laughs> That's fair. So, you know, unless you're freaking Hulk, you don't CGI. If you could build them a suit, you build them a suit. And so he, he, yeah, it, I feel bad for him because he gets so much flack, you know, for that. But that was not well, his fault. He, he gives it himself flack for it oh, as well. I mean, I, I you saw it at the end of uh, the the second Deadpool movie yeah. where he goes back in time <laughs> and, and, and he kills himself. Ryan Reynolds for animating. You, you're the welcome, suit Canada. And, you're welcome, Canada. Yeah. Um, but you know, let's be honest. I mean, well, I don't know about let's, but I will be honest here, and I will tell you, I did not mind him in Green Lantern. I mean, I was just okay. Let me put it this way: I was just happy to see. Uh, a cinematic Green Lantern. So I, I didn't hate it. I just felt like they underdid the CGI. Like, Green Lantern can do anything with the ring. Mm. And they just didn't, like, they didn't wow me. They didn't wow me with it. And then, like I said, he wasn't really a Hal Jordan. And that's the biggest thing is, like, you know, you know how I am about comic books and Stickler, how I am about things. And Hal Jordan's characteristics mattered to me. Other oh, absolutely. People, and he did not portray those. And that's not his fault. That's Hal just, Jordan's you know, not a selfish guy. No, he's just really cocky and, yeah. and, 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 you know, like, look at me and arrogant. He's not, he's not, he's not selfish and he's not like a comic relief. So do you foresee in the future possibly off from whatever research you've been doing, do you foresee it like a Green Lantern uh, appearance in, in the DCEU? I don't know because I don't know what they're doing with the DCU anymore. Like I'd have no idea what they're doing. It's kind of all up in the air. It's huh? all up in the air. And unless, cause right now, like, we we don't we know this the flash movie is going to continue from wherever justice league went off but we don't know what they're going to do with that we know black adam's going to be connected to everything so far but we don't know how or why i don't know what they're doing with the green lantern series is that going to be connected or is that going to be its own thing no idea with because of justice league everything kind of got scrapped like there was a cyborg movie planned there was you know a night a batgirl movie was planned um Batman and Deathstroke, like I said, all of it just gone. So I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, I'm hoping that, like I said, the fan reaction to the Snyder Cut, especially because in 24 hours, it was blowing up, you know, social media. It's already, it's still blowing up to this yeah. to this moment right here and now. So 
the fact that that like fans are screaming for it i'm hoping that they'll continue and we will and i would love to see john stewart especially the actor they picked i don't remember his name but when i saw the actor they picked and i looked him up i was like yeah i could see him as john stewart and it reminded me of like hey they're trying to do the, the justice league unlimited series almost bringing to life and that's cool you know and we know we're gonna get hawk girl and hawk uh hawkman in the black adam series in mm-hmm. the black adam movie um, we know Dr. Fate's going to be in the Black Adam movie. And it's like, these characters are now coming to life. And I'm like, why? Please continue so we can connect everything. Please. So uh, this is a, this one's probably a little bit off topic. It's not so much uh, Zack Snyder or his his, uh, his cut for for uh, Justice League, you know, oriented. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this. What did you think about Legends of Tomorrow? I felt like Legends of Tomorrow was good but it got really too fast into drama. And I that's my biggest complaint with the CW stuff is they get way heavily into the drama side of it and not into the superhero side of it anymore. And also they kind of get away from characteristics of certain superheroes. Like Flash, they, they're only now, I guess I saw like a, a trailer for it, they're only now getting into his like super intelligence. Mm. And he was always super intelligent. And he was always able to do things on his own and they've been so focused on this team that he's kind of been held back, in my opinion, as the Flash. And that frustrates me. Um, well, and even in the animated series that you saw in the, what was it, early 2000s or yeah. whatnot, or the, the mid-2000s, yeah. um, even in that animated series, he was more of a, a just a comedic relief than anything, even yep. though he really is one of the smartest people on Earth-1. Yep. Well, and like I said, he's the most powerful superhero. And people don't realize that because they're like, oh, Superman. It's like, well, is it him or is it John Jones? No, it's him. Yeah, it's him because you you think about uh, they if he were to run at his full potential, which he's never reached and punch Superman in the face, they theorize that like the earth would crack in half and Superman's face would implode. I thought they theorized that it would be like the second big bang. Yeah, exactly. That that too. So it's like he and he can. And yes, Superman can kind of keep up with him, but he's always been kind of holding back. And they did a comic book that where Superman's like, oh, I can keep up with you. And he's like, I've been holding back. And then he just takes off, right? He can literally just freeze everybody and take everybody out without everyone realizing. Like even Martian Manhunter, if he wanted to. And that's why he's the most powerful. And then he can throw lightning. He can run through time. He can, and it's just endless. Like I could go on, I could do a whole hour episode of, of this series of on just the Flash and his powers. All right, so for you folks at home, if you ever want superpowers, don't go get bitten by some spider or go into a vat of poison, whatever the heck it is. No, find yourself the nearest hydron collider or you know, you know, a dark matter collider and uh, get struck by lightning. Yeah, you will be the most powerful being in the universe. Well, because you also have to think about he can learn everything really fast too. He can literally yep. like learn anything he wanted to and that. Yep. And it's like that's insane. Like. Wow, and then to the fact that he can go back in time, and then he can alter everything, which is why I mean, I mean, so these little tidbits that we're putting in right here and now, I mean that that is why I fell in love with the CW show. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a little more dramatized and whatever mm-hmm. wishy washy type stuff, but that is why I fell in love with the CW show because it actually does highlight some of these attributes. Mm-hmm. You see some of these attributes, I and mean, there might be just snippets here and there throughout the show, yeah. but it really does highlight some of these amazing skills that that the flash really does have and i i really hope that they put that into uh future justice league films 
you know, oh, down the road. Like I said, I'm super pumped for this Flashpoint film because if they bring in Reverse Flash, there there's so much they're gonna do. They have to. If they're going to be doing a Flash uh, Flashpoint, they have to bring in Reverse Flash. I mean, there's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. And I think that's just so cool because to see them battle it out would be awesome. And, you know, that's another thing, too, is, like, the they did a really good job with the Superman and Lois show. I did it. We did our first episode. We did a review of the first five episodes. Um, they haven't they start back up this week, I guess. But that show surprised me because, you know, and we're going to go a little bit over time today because I just want to keep discussing. And I think it's, you know, it's it's good for today. Um, but, yeah. The Superman in, in the CW series, like when they first introduced him, like I said in, in the episode before, I didn't really like it. You know, they, they held him back because of Supergirl. Sure. And this, that's where I, I agree with you that the CW is, is awesome about, you know, when they get into individual characters, they really do give you snippets of that character. And it's awesome. And I was, tell, like I was telling my buddy, uh, my co-host, when we first talked about it, Imagine what they could do if they took the big budget films and made them into TV series instead. Right. And right. that, cause like, that's what, that's what DC's good at is like episodic stuff. And especially like, I know they'll never do it, but I was telling my buddy before Batman, Batman is an episodic series would be so fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I would love to see like a Ben Affleck style uh, Batman like that. Well, and they've already, you know, dabbled with the the, the Gotham City type yeah. know, worlds in different uh, miniseries or, yeah. or, or I guess I, the Gotham TV series. The Gotham and, TV series. And I, yeah. yeah, that series had it was good at the first few seasons, but then they just died, dove into characters that shouldn't have existed, and I just couldn't yeah. get behind it. Yeah. Um. No, and I think that, like I said, this this movie really showed that DC can can compete if they just do what they're good at. Well, and as long as they don't get too much flack from the studio. Yeah. And I think if fans are willing to watch him, I mean, why not keep going? I think it's dumb that the studio is saying they aren't going to. Think of how much money they can, like, it's like. Well, and, and that's the downside is that there's so many ifs. And, you know, if <laughs> if I was in a position of power at the at the studio, I don't know if I would have seen things the way that I see things right now. Yeah. It's merely the fact that I'm a fan or a friend of uh, a super fan like you. Yeah. Um you know that i see things the way that i do so yeah and it's just it's like i said it's just frustrating because you know uh everyone else gets to kind of see their characters come to life and these are characters that have really really been important to me and inspired me and helped me through a lot of things you and thousands of others yeah and to see them get treated this way just kind yeah. of is disappointing and heartbreaking, heartbreaking yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no and um Especially because I know that they can do it based on what I've seen. Like, Wonder Woman was so phenomenal. The Gal Gadot, love her to death. Oh, she's Perfect great. Superman. Yeah. Or Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Superman, Wonder Woman together forever. Yeah, yeah. The comic book series. Let's do it. Let's get them together, guys. Um, you know, and I really liked that the Snyder Cut also touched on, like, in the original, Superman kind of just came back to life. It was just perfect, you know, whereas it was like he had the real you could see the realization of him as he came back. And it wasn't just like, boom, Superman's back. It wasn't just, oh, hey, I dusted back to life. Like, yeah, Marvel. it was it was like an actual, oh, hey, this is a realization. This is this is something to get used to. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked the black suit. I mm -hmm. really did. I, I enjoyed it. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm sad. I'm really surprised they didn't keep that in there. Like, it was kind of frustrating. They're like, hey, let's just reverse everything he wanted to do. Um, 
you know, and obviously, you know, tw- uh, hindsight is twenty twenty as well. You know, we don't know if he'd released this film back then if it would have been as good as it is now because he's had more time to you know finish it and had five years to think about it. So there is that factor too of like it could have came out just as bad had he released it back then. But I just I would like to see them at least try to just release it first instead of having to do this. Oh, we got director's cut now, and oh, we're gonna, you know, five years later, yay! And it's like, it's yeah. a huge process, and it just costs more money than yeah. it's worth. You yeah, know? yeah, and um, you know, and I I really do want to see these characters more. I I do. I just I love these characters. I've grown up with these characters. They are very important to me, and I know there are many people out there like me who want to see more batman and more superman and you know also like let's get into characters that we haven't seen like you said let's get into flash come on give us give us it already give us a cinematic yeah and so it's exciting that next year unfortunately you have to wait till next year which is sad because everything keeps getting pushed back to next year but it's it's exciting to know that we're still going to get some of those and and i kind of after watching the snyder cut i actually do want to see what they're going to do with with uh ezra miller Absolutely. Uh, you know, when first watching the first first time, I was like, this Flash is just, I hated it. Yeah, no, I, I hated it as well. However, when he made an appearance in the CW Flash TV series yes. um, during uh, Crisis on Earth. Yes. Or was it Crisis on Earth X at the time? Yeah, yes. Um, I thought that was phenomenal. I may not have liked him as a Flash, but the yes. fact that he is a Flash from one of the many alternate Earths well, and- was just a amazing thing that they just kind of they subtly threw in there it's like a well, little, little and that's where of, i think flavor that's where i think it's awesome because unlike marvel where they're trying to connect all their tv series all the time which i think kind of drags sometimes mm-hmm. um they can connect everything without having have ever having to be connected like you can still have the cw you can still have the the like robert pattinson and and snyder stuff and all of them are connected and all of them can make crossovers. Absolutely. But they don't ever have to like rely on each other. Like uh, Robert Pattinson. They can be their own thing. Yeah. Robert Pattinson can take on his own villains and not have to worry about like, oh, Jared Leto's Joker. He can have his own Joker. He can have his own Riddler. Well, and that's another thing that they can really focus on also is the fact that they've had how many Jokers over the past years. Yeah. And they can use those Well, and again and again and again because there are other flashes there are other batmans there are other supermans there's so many worlds and, and possibilities to explore in the dceu well and there's a comic book where they have three jokers and they explain how joker did it great imagine if they brought that to life now because that they've had this multiverse they could bring it to life exactly and that's it's just so exciting to know like especially because i know dc likes to stick to their source material they really do. They like to go for their comic book fans. They aren't about mainstream. As long as they're not being strong-armed by the cinema or yeah. by the, the studio. Yeah. Whereas, like I said, Marvel's more about the mainstream people. And I feel like that's where I, I personally lack some of the drive to want to see some of the things that they do because of that. And so that's why I'm like super excited of like, oh, man, I know that they could, they could bring this in. I know they could go into this, especially because Joker, right? He's so dark. He's mm. so dark. The original Joker was way worse than Heath Ledger. He was scary. Despite all the smiles, he is very dark. <laughs> uh, but, so yeah, like, they we can go that dark. They're not afraid to. And 
That is freaking awesome. Well, and if so, raise the rating. It's not that hard. Yeah, and I'm okay with radar. I mean, little kids don't have to see every superhero movie. They no. don't. I, I really, you know, it doesn't always have to be for the kids. Well, and the sad part about today's society is that it's actually the, 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 the reducing in rating or the rising in rating isn't even for the kids. Yeah. It's for all these, you know, offended people that are well, full-grown yeah. adults, but, you know, whatever. Well, well, and the other thing I think is, you know, DC, the kid, the people who grew up with the animated series and, and, and the cartoons are now coming to the live action. And so it's like you can make it for them instead of for the kids already. Like, And you'll still make a profit. Yes, you'll make a huge profit. And that's proven just by, like, the Snyder Cut. And it's what they want to see. Yeah. And I just, you know, there's so much more we could go into. And I could talk about this, like, all night long. Um, but, you know, I, I think we'll we'll kind of wrap it up here. And, uh, you know, and if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend watching it. And, you know, judge it for yourself. Don't listen to, don't listen to the people who are hating on it. Because most of them have either not seen it or they're diehard Marvel fans. And they just won't give DC a chance. And I... You know, and that's just a shame because, like I said, you can have both. Stop worrying about one or the other and form your own opinion. Have a friend like me who is a diehard Marvel fan. However, you know, also grew up with DC and, you know, has a friend like Zach who will, you know, explain some of the, the, the finer tuned things, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's also cool to kind of compare the two in a, in a healthy way. Absolutely. And I think that's another big thing people should do in and, uh, um, you know stop stop listening to what everyone says and actually form your own opinion watch it before you make a judgment and if you still don't like it that's fine then it wasn't for you and you can move on and i'm not and i think that's that's great at least you gave it the chance and at least you tried and i applaud you for that and you know then you know your taste and everyone has their own taste and you know it's up to you whether you want to give it a chance i'm just saying that you know don't take my opinion on if it being good. Go form your own opinions. Because I obviously am a diehard DC fan, so I'm going to like aspects of it that other people aren't going to. So, like I said, you know, uh, there's a pod. There's my dad used to listen to this uh, talk show host, and, he, and he'd always say, don't, don't believe me, do your own research. Same thing applies here. You know, you can listen to my opinion all you want. Doesn't mean that I'm right. Doesn't mean that you're right. It's just a matter of what do you like? And go for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, very beautifully said. Absolutely. Um, don't forget, hashtag uh, Snyder Cut. And uh, let's, you know, put some put some uh, petitions forward. And, and let's try and get the, the, the studio to, to hear to some of you guys' fans, you know. I, I may be a Marvel fan, but I want to see the DC fans' time in the light. I want you guys to be able to see and and enjoy the, the cinematic joy that I have felt you know, with the, the rise of the Marvel Universe. This is something you guys deserve, and I would love for you guys to experience it as I have en come to enjoy it. Well, and we lasted five years. We can last longer. So just keep keep plugging away and, and keep uh, keep stick, staying strong and know that if we if we fight for it and be loud enough and, and be peaceful about it like we were with the, with the Snyder Cut, um, we'll, eventually we'll get it. And, and maybe if we don't, we'll get, maybe we'll get something new that will come out even better and who knows i think the future for dc is definitely bright especially with a lot of the stuff that they have planned for sure right now and you know i'm gonna keep watching them and loving it all all the all the way so we'll we'll see what happens all right blessed and uh so with that i'll bid, bid everyone a good night and thank you for listening and i you know 
like I said, go check it out. And uh, yeah, stay stay strong, comic book fans. Have fun, guys.